Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where you eat, sleep, drink, breathe, go to the bathroom Christmas um, every day of your life, all the time, and hope to God that someday a handsome stranger walks in and gives you mistletoe. That's what we're talking about today. We are. (laughs) I I didn't like it. I mean, no. I guess, spoiler alert. We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, etc. And we got a Hallmark ditty for you today. Today, we're talking about a movie called The Mistletoe Secret, which aired on Hallmark on November 10th, 2019. Okay, this is Hallmark's synopsis. When Aria Eubank convinces a famous travel writer to do a feature story on her beloved hometown, Midway, Utah, it looks like the town's tourism drop is about to be reversed. However, when the travel guru and his ghostwriter both show up, Aria finds her heart torn between the charismatic but pompous Sterling Masters and Alex Bartlett, the real talent behind Masters of Travel, and the man who has genuinely fallen for her and it stars you know the love of our lives tyler hines (sighs) and kelly pickler (laughs) again spoiler alert (laughs) on my feelings (laughs) this is was this the first one of of tyler hines's um i i'm dating blonde country star movies no, I believe, um, oh my God, why am I blank? I believe It's Christmas Eve was before this. Ah, duh, Katie. Jesus. Okay, yeah. cool. But I think this was Kelly Pickler's first Hallmark, because I think this was before Graceland. I don't think so. I think Graceland was think first. So? Yeah. Graceland? You I may think be right. Graceland was first. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Graceland this, Graceland too. Cause I yeah, cause I was thinking when I, I remember thinking when this came out, oh, they're using her again. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> time is a CD-ROM. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here is our synopsis, our travel synopsis on the mistletoe secret. Aria Eubank, president of the Christmas Council in Midway, Utah, played by Kelly Pickler, is determined to increase tourism to her little town now that a fancy resort has moved up the road. They go all out for Christmas, so she submits the town as a possible Christmas destination to be covered by Sterling Masters, a famous travel host and writer. If he writes about their town, people will come. You know like baseball like baseball between tokyo austin and midway sterling does pick midway so he sends his best friend and ghostwriter alex played by tyler hines to midway since sterling is just the face he doesn't actually have to really go to the places for more than like a day or so because again he's just the face alex does the writing So Alex is less than thrilled as he's more of a city person, especially at Christmas, but 
he's also a bit of a pushover, and he heads out to Utah. Upon arriving, Alex is tired and hungry, and all the food establishments seem to be closed because it's not a big city. Have we mentioned this is not a big city? It's not a big city. It's a small town. Sorry. The amount of times they say that in this movie. (laughs) Um, He spies the lights on at the mistletoe diner, which Arya owns, and hopes he might have a little luck. The diner is closed, but Arya is there and she is a happy, friendly person, so she gives Alex some pie. A little begrudgingly because he interrupts her decorating, but whatever. But she's also interested as to why a stranger is in town, so she tries to get up all in his business. Alex says that he's there to write, but he makes up this silly story that he's working on a Christmas crime novel, so she won't know that he's actually there for Sterling Masters. The next morning, while Alex is having coffee at the inn, Arya shows up to rant to her bestie, the owner of the inn. And she doesn't appreciate that Alex is eavesdropping, especially when he can't contain his mirth at her love for Sterling. She decides that since Alex is also a writer, he must be jealous of Sterling and his success. After all, Sterling uh, might be a handsome guy, but it's the writing, you know, it's the beautiful words that really does it for Arya. So really, Alex does it for Arya, but she doesn't know that yet. No. So Midway has so many Christmas activities that they have a Christmas passport. There's a stamp for each event, like cutting down a Christmas tree, stamp, attending the tree lighting, stamp, making an ugly Christmas sweater, stamp, stamp, etc. You only get one stamp for that, but for effect. Um, So Alex embarks on all of these events. He's actually having a really good time with this passport thing. It's adorable. Um, He takes Arya with him as a guide through all these events. And he starts to have fun and he starts to really like Arya. She's so happy and genuine. He's starting to see how unhappy he is working for Sterling. But of course, then Sterling shows up in town. Arya is obviously in a tizzy over it because, you know, she's celebrity crushing on Sterling Masters like nobody's business. And she pushes Sterling to, quote unquote, help Alex with his writing. So the two actually do get to spend time together and talk candidly. But Alex wants Sterling to leave. Get out of here. Go home. (laughs) He... (laughs) doesn't want him to mess things up with Arya, but Sterling is all about Sterling, really. So he doesn't seem to get that Alex is trying to get the girl. And he's taken with Arya as well. So he decides to stay because he's an asshole. We will talk a lot about Sterling later. (laughs) (laughs) So every time Alex tries to spend time with Arya... Sterling shows up and crashes. He's not really paying attention, and he keeps accidentally alluding to things that he knows about Alex, even though they are pretending not to know each other. Um, But Alex is paying attention, and he always seems to, like, volley some great response about, like, like, a way of covering up when Sterling fucks up. Which is, Um, like, every conversation. It really is. Upsetting. 
It's dumb. <sighs> um, but Alex is paying attention to Aria specifically, and he knows her favorite tea, so he is able to swap when Sterling orders the wrong one on her behalf because he's a dick. Um, he's not a sore loser when Sterling grabs Aria as his partner for the scavenger hunt. And he bids a crazy amount on this mistletoe ornament, which is really this holly ornament, um, to prove that he is her mistletoe man, which we'll talk about now. Arya is waiting for her mistletoe man. It's a story she was told as a child about a princess who used mistletoe as a way to test the two men vying for her hand. Basically, the mistletoe man is the man who will go to the ends of the earth for love. That's really all it is. It's not actually that involved of a story. And Alex is trying to be that for Arya. Her dad thinks Alex is the one as well, but Arya thinks that it might be Sterling. After all, Sterling writes the beautiful articles and won the mistletoe ornament by outbidding Alex. Because he's an ass. Yes. (laughs) He's just so... He's a... We'll talk about it more, but I'm putting the question here. Is he, he is an ass, but he's also just oblivious. And I think yeah. that amplifies his assholiness. Is yeah. just that yeah. self-involvement. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Arya and Sterling go to dinner and Sterling thinks he's caught in his lie. So he comes out clean about the whole Alex is a ghostwriter, we know each other thing. And so finally Arya realizes that Sterling definitely is not the mistletoe man or the one for her. But she's upset with Alex as well since he lied to her. Duh. Sterling realizes that he really messed shit up for his supposed best friend. So he apologizes to Alex and backs off. Alex also decides that he's going to take some time away from the travel ghost writing Sterling Lackey-like situation and finally actually work on his novel. Though not the Christmas crime novel he's pretending to write. Which is the one I want to read. So I know, whatever. right? Um, so Alex writes a final article about Midway, which is, in actuality, a love letter to Arya because this is a Hallmark movie. And decides to take his broken heart and leave town. Arya's friends and family force her to read the article, making her realize that she doesn't want Alex to leave. She devises a plan to trick him into getting the very last stamp in his passport. He is taken to a lookout spot in the mountains on the way to the airport, and Arya is there. She convinces him to stay, and they kiss. And since, one kiss means forever! Alex will stay in Midway and write his book, and eventually they will be like the old diner-owning couple in one of the other movies in the future, obviously, because that's clearly what's happening. (laughs) The end. The end. Hannah, I wish everybody could see Hannah's face right now because she just looks so upset and grumpy (laughs) that I made her watch this movie. (laughs) I mean, it's not like I didn't. I didn't like this the first time I saw it, and I didn't like it now. Um, I have so many problems with this movie. Um, I I think since we've alluded to it a lot, I think we'd need to start with Sterling and the fact that he's a fucking asshole. My first note about Sterling is why is Alex friends with Sterling? Yeah, I genuinely could not tell you. Yeah, what does he get out of the relationship? Yeah, like I don't, I don't really understand how this happened in the way that it did. Like, why? First of all, 
What does Sterling bring to the table? His rugged look, good looks, and yeah. But I'm sorry. Why? I, I think Tyler can handle this by himself. Thank you. I mean, so <laughs> the way that I, if the way that I envision this, and what I kind of picked up from some context clues and what their conversations is, you know, they were best friends. And Tyler Hines had this really great idea. Like maybe they like to tra- they like to travel around. Tyler Hines is like, let's do this travel writing thing. You have the charisma for like TV or whatever. I like to write these things. Why they just didn't do it as a pair? Why he had to ghostwrite in the first place? My only guess is maybe Tyler Hines's character was afraid of success or wasn't sure and what wanted to hide behind Sterling, and then that became the norm. But I agree that like. It doesn't really make sense. And if they were really friends, it would all be out in the open. Yeah. Well, because there's a few things that Sterling does that like genuinely do not make sense to me. Like, we so he comes to town and he's telling Alex about this book deal that they have that is for the articles that Alex has written under the name of Sterling, but it seems like he's done all of this without Alex's knowledge or permission, and that the publishers don't know that there is that he didn't write it. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing is really complicated and weird because I would would believe that like a publisher wants the brand, right? Like that's yeah. why they would buy that. So if a publisher wanted to publish a Sterling Masters book and he had been like oh yeah I have a ghostwriter my friend Alex over here he actually does the writing the publish that wouldn't have like he he seems to say that that's gonna like scare the publishers away I that that's like utter bullshit to me like why would they care yeah yeah they wouldn't care well they they think they would care for like legal purposes because Alex's name should be somewhere Right. In, Alex's in, name should be somewhere. There should be a fucking contract. And um, he and should. Alex didn't know about it at all. Right. Like, this is this is theft. Intellectual property. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I And what's funny to me, and I actually wrote this down, is, like, he comes to Midway. Supposedly, like, their agreement is, like, you know, Alex writes all the travel stuff, and then Sterling does the TV stuff. He comes to Midway. There's no TV stuff. No and, TV and stuff. There's no TV stuff at all. And he's also like, I'm going to promote this book at this Christmas festival that I have not given you any indication I even know about. Also, I the book, I'm not even promoting the book. The book is published. I am selling the book. It's not like, a, here's this hypothetical book for taking pre-orders. No, it's done. And Alex right. had no idea. <laughs> right. Like, this is not okay. No. Um. Yeah, uh. it's it's not okay. But I will say, I think that this role is the greatest of Christopher Russell's career. <laughs> He's having so much fun, and no, I feel like nobody could have gotten away with Chris with Sterling Masters being an ultimately okay guy 
if not for Christopher Christopher Russell, because because like what you're saying, he's written as being just like this villain. And what is it like? He's doing everything wrong, and everything is assholey. It'd be really hard to make this guy likable, and yet Christopher Russell does it. And he, there's a couple times that he made me laugh out loud. Like there was this one moment where I think Alex is like, "You're not staying here. You're staying at a cabin." understand you're not staying at this inn you're staying somewhere else and he's like yeah yeah okay bye see see you later buddy hey do you have any rooms available (laughs) (laughs) i guess i'm and i'm sure that's what they were going for to me that just all all came off as like fuck this man (laughs) this man i hate him so much I, I, yes, I still say fuck this man, but I am utterly delighted watching him do it. Like, okay. okay. I mean, because the other, like, completely asshole thing that he does is outbid uh, Alex on this ornament that you get the impression is important, but I don't feel like they spent any time to tell me that it was important at any real point in this movie. Like, you know, like, it's clear that, like, oh, if I buy her this ornament, like, it'll show her I love her. But, like, does she have a connection to this ornament that I, like, missed? I um, feel like the only connection is, like, they – did you notice that that was the one that they were hanging and almost yeah, fell at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. But, I did. But, like – Whatever. I don't know. It, it's, it seemed like – there was like a scene cut or something that mm. explained to me why bidding on this would show her that he loved her. Um, so first of all, like it's a silent auction. So silent, au- look, it's almost like he doesn't know how silent auctions work. Um, I because- don't know how silent auctions work. Can so, you explain so, it to me? Yes, I can. So what it is, is you, they're like little, it's basically like a sign-up sheet. And so you sign up and you can see what other people have bid and outbid them if you feel like you can or want to, right? So like, it'll be like the first person will be like, I bid $5. And the next person will be like, I bid 6 So, you know, whatever it is, you know, it could be thousands of dollars, whatever. So that's why in, like, if you... If money is not an object and you want this thing, you stand by that board and you let everybody go ahead of you. So you are the last bidder. So you get the object. You don't walk away and assume you got it. Like, ever. That's not how that works. So, first of all, the bid above Alex's for this ornament is $30. He writes $500. Yes. And then walks away, assuming he is one, which is not like the worst assumption, but he didn't watch to make sure. So yeah, he didn't check back later. You just assume no. that like no one's going to bid $500 on this thing. like Right. Which is when Sterling goes and bids a fucking thousand dollars on it. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just clearly an asshole move. Like, yeah. that's all that is. There's There's no redeeming quality to that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it's possible that maybe Sterling didn't even see how much Alex did or whatever and just put it down. But he he specifically bid on that ornament because Alex did. You're right. 
So asshole. Do not like him. Which which makes him like makes his turnaround like kind of su- was surprising to me. I, I think almost I don't suspiciously. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. He was suspiciously okay to be like, hey, I'm gonna let you get the girl. Also, don't worry, man. I'm gonna make all of your every you're gonna get credit now from here on out. Get up, take yeah. all the time you need. I'm now a good guy. What is yeah. what is Sterling getting out of this? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just such a weird. It was just weird. Well, that's a big what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't. My other real what the fuck what the fuck moment is stupid, but also I it couldn't quite make it work in my head. So Kelly Pickler has her. Is it North or South Carolina? North accent. Carolina. North Carolina accent. It's it's thick. It's not going away. As we talked about in the uh, Christmas setup, you know, sometimes the actor has an accent and you got to deal with it. <laughs> and thank you for sp- stating my across the universe, writing in a real reason to explain someone's distinct regional accent. <laughs> so they they explain that she moved him midway at some point from North Carolina and Midway's now home, but that's why she has this thick accent. Fine. Not a problem. Don't have a problem with this idea. But later on in the movie, she's going to dinner with Sterling and her dad says, that's the restaurant I proposed to your mother at. And I would like to know how that came about where they were not living in Midway? That's a good question. And (laughs) one that we can create a whole backstory to explain. But you're right that I don't think they meant to make that faux pas. (laughs) I feel like I I think you're right. There was a version of the script where North Carolina was not an option. But since they cast Kelly Pickler, they had to explain the accent. Yeah, I, I th- like there. There are just some things in this movie where I'm like, hey, just one more pass, guys. I liked the thing though that based on that North Carolina, she moved to Midway, Midway, and that mom always said that you know home's not a place; it's a feeling. And then Tyler Hines calls her out on it when she says, "Midway's home. I would never leave." And he's mm-hmm. like, "I thought it was a feeling." And so, like, I think you're you're right. That they should have done one more pass just to make that one line, take that one line about the proposal restaurant away, and then it all would have been fine. Right, because there are a few really great lines. And I feel like maybe my favorite line in this movie might not be because it's a great line, but because, as we've said many times before, Tyler Hines does elevate yes. his material. He sure does. Um, because when they are cutting down their Christmas tree, he does say, thank you very much. I feel like a man now in such a way where I was like, this is what this, this is why acting is your calling, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Since we're on the subject of Tyler Hines, (laughs) I just, I, I want to say, and because we always have to say he does elevate this, that, No one does 
I'm so fucking charmed by you than Tyler Hines. <laughs> like when there's a moment when Kelly Pickler is like, it's before like a tree lady. I don't know. There's a gazebo involved it's before everything's happening. And he's just watching her. And the look on his face is so utterly like besotted by her. <laughs> and you're like, God damn, just look <laughs> at me every day with that face, please. <laughs> you and, 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 and that's what, that's the only reason I feel like there's a spark. It's because it's all on Tyler Hines' side and his his skill oh. at being an actor in one of these movies. I feel like that's why he's often paired with these singers because they are not actresses and they need that quality to play off of. Hannah, literally in my note, says, I think he gets paired with these blonde country singers because he's so good at this shit, it makes up for their shortcomings. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I think I think yeah. that's I think that's what's happening. <laughs> Theorem proved. <laughs> Did you have any more? None that I think are worth talking about. We could snark and bitch about this movie for Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I I have I have a plenty of other notes, but they're all meh. We covered the basics. We did. Like the last thing that I want, like would even talk about, and I'll touch on it just briefly, is in the time that it took to create the elaborate plan to kidnap him to get him to that spot, she could have just run over and said, I love you, instead of creating a, like an Amelie stratagem, <laughs> you know, yeah. in order to get him to a time I, and place. I completely agree. Um, completely agree. Also, I'm a, I'm, I am concerned about his car rental and that getting back on time because – it, I don't think these people are going to do that. But. That made me laugh so hard. He's like, it's a rental. Don't worry, we take care of it. But what? <laughs> Why? So, like, that's not practical. It's much more practical to drive your rental back to the rental place at the airport. <laughs> like, you can kidnap him. Yeah. I, well, I know. I, I understand why it happened. But, like, if some, if, that would have been a very bad lie to me because I would have been like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I pay a taxi from here Yeah, when I would drive my car rental and get the airport shuttle that they have already? Yeah. And then I know this thing that needs to be done so that I don't get charged a gazillion dollars right. is done. And Mid-way I'm not just leaving it with some random people. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I th- that it was, like, so not okay with me, but I understood why it happened in the movie. And it's a, I, I get the structure. Yep. Yep. All right. Hallmark Hallmarks. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. My first one is, this is the best baked good I've ever had. <laughs> she can do it all. We have a business with a Christmassy name. Yes, we do. Or we multiple, actually. <laughs> True. We got to save the whole town at Christmas. <laughs> that was my next one as well. Yeah. And our favorite, deception. Deception. <laughs> Along the lines of that deception, um, I, more, I, I winnowed it down for a more specific admiration for someone's talent that is actually done by somebody else. Oh, and I said, telling the secret person that they love their work and that they should look up to themselves. Yep. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, she says often, I don't need any help, which I said was also unwarranted antagonism, but then he also forced her to give pie. So maybe it was warranted. I have that too. Um, mom is dead and life is hard. Oh, yes. We've got small town Christmas traditions like a passport. Uh, there is a gazebo. There is. Hanging out with the handsome stranger for really no real reason. Um, so I, I'm just going to put all of these together because yeah. these are basically like bingo squares. Yes. Tree lighting, roasting marshmallows, picking out a Christmas tree together, decorating a p- Christmas tree together, and a festival. <laughs> and a carriage ride, which is also a bingo square. Um, we uh, do have a red dress. Yes, we do. Um, we have a blatant Balsam Hill ad. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, ordering for the lady is a sign that you are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, we have someone who needs to learn to follow their passions. That's true. Um. I called this the Vanessa and Ariel paradox, where you think the wrong man is the magic man. <laughs> I love calling it the Vanessa and Ariel paradox. That's really good. Um, anything can happen at Christmas. True. Um, a charming folk tale. Telling someone who is lying to you that you're into truthfulness. Love it. Where there's a restaurant where everyone gets proposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only like two. It's, it's like, I don't know about you, but uh, the proposal at the diner, not my thing. Granted, <laughs> at the nice restaurant, not my thing either. So, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, planning to go back to quote unquote the big city. Oh yeah. Uh, on the way to the airport ruse. The final article is essentially a public decla- declaration of love. Yes, I miss writing that down, but you're right. Uh, my last one is we have shooting stars, laughable shooting stars. And I called that stargazing, sort of. Yay. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty parade. Pretty parade. I only have one little. Okay. Um. This is this happens towards the beginning of the movie when he's like working at the inn, overhearing them. He's wearing some like reading glasses, mm. and I just said, "Tyler and glasses is sexy as fuck." <laughs> oh yeah. Well, which leads me to the the. Obvious and inevitable, Tyler Hines as a pretty parade, and I wrote specifically the 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 moment when, well, it's not really a pretty parade, but it made my heart flutter when he picks up the cat ugly cat sweater and said, "This speaks to me as a person." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, please wear that and only that," <laughs> and draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> meow. Um, and my other my other um, pretty parade is that uh, that spiral staircase at the inn. I loved. Huh. I thought that was really okay. cool. Um, but I will acknowledge. I think she only like she has like only two coats that we see a lot. Yeah, she, she's not too crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
um, across the universe. So we already talked about the writing and the re- the reason to explain someone's distinct regional dialect, um, like we did in Christmas Setup. But my other across the universe is Tyler Hines mentions that he always wanted to go to Alaska for Christmas um, and something about like it being close to Santa or something. And I said that Santa does live in Alaska, Garland specifically. Which we've already talked about. I have a problem with this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Time zones don't work. Um, I actually have a lot. Yay. Do it. So the town that they filmed in is also Evergreen, where the Evergreen movies are filmed, and where some of Timeless Christmas is filmed. Ah. It is a little place called Burnaby Village Museum, apparently. Um, So this is a – this is – this is like small town Hallmark, USA, Canada. Do we go to <laughs> um, sure. Um, and so that that's my real across the universe. Like this is, the, the it's the same set. Um, Amazing. Obviously, we've talked about Tyler and the Singers before. Um, I am pretty sure this the light tunnel at the end they also use in the Dolly Parton movie. I think you're right. Um, so there was that reuse. Um, but then my personal favorite across the universe that I think you're going to laugh at, Katie, is that in this movie, Christopher, Christopher Russell asks to go bowling. (laughs) (laughs) We got married. Um, that is in reference to Midnight Masquerade, which we covered on an earlier podcast episode where he inexplicably likes to go bowling and they have their wedding there at the end of the movie with Autumn Racer. <laughs> Just it's so like you know. one of the like three uh, Halloween movies Hallmark has ever done. <laughs> yes. Um, was that so, your last one? Yeah, that was my last one. So there is an unreal, a really unreal uh portion here um we talk about these guys often but uh they're in this together so in the tv show unreal both christopher russell and tyler hines were contestants on the bachelor type show on unreal um and it's adorable so i I believe that that's the case yes (laughs) um new and noteworthy that my only new and noteworthy is that they have two Hallmark leading actors in a movie where one of them is the supporting character. Like I feel like that happens a lot more now. Now I think, but at this time I don't think that it really was. I don't know. I don't know when they started to do that. Yeah, cuz like at that point Christopher Russell was in a lot of like in terms of like a leading man, but I I can't remember any other ones where that was like a thing where like if Paul Campbell was playing a supporting mm-hmm. actor, I think it'd be weird. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I know. How about you? Any new and noteworthy? Um, I had a few, and it's mostly because there were just, as much as I huh, surprise did not like this movie. Um, there are a few things that they do that I am really into the idea. First of all, I really like these Christmas passports. I think they're really cute. I so like this idea. Cute. I think this is adorable. Um. I, I think some of the things that you can get, like, a stamp for are stupid, like, going out to the restaurant. But, like, I like the idea that you get your stamp for, like, attending the 
Christmas tree lighting or the scavenger hunt or, you know, I just think that's really cute and a fun way to bring a town together. And the other thing that I really enjoyed that, you know, you often get like, let's make ugly Christmas sweaters and those kinds of things or like decorate cookies. You get those all the time. I really like that they had a Mrs. Claus tea party. He's really yeah, into it. It's really me cute. Too. Uh, I loved and, that. But yeah. I but I will say with their ugly Christmas sweater making, it was a martini and Christmas sweater night, which I'm all about. Uh, right. Oh yeah. I I did wonder if there was a charge for this, because if there was not, it was a very expensive evening. Yeah. I, I hope that, that it wasn't. I hope because, that I because I hope also, that they had to pay and it like supported the local craft shop and like maybe, like I, I hope there was like just an entrance fee because they definitely weren't like paying for like supplies because you came in and picked out a sweater base yeah so like I hope it cost you at least thirty if not fifty dollars to start to like get in the door agreed <laughs> I agree did you have a supporting shout out Katie I mean. No, not really. I mean, I I like Christopher Russell in this movie. I think he's hilarious, but that's about it for me. How about you? Uh, So my supporting shout out is Catherine, um, who is just one of the random people in the town that we meet um, because she also has, I think, a little like crush on Tyler Hines, which I think is really cute for old Mm -hmm. ladies. (laughs) Um, And I mean, really... The real reason she is my favorite is she was the understudy for the lead in Cabaret, apparently. (laughs) I also liked that line. Because you can't just say Sally Bowles because some people won't get it. (laughs) Right. But also, do we think that's what she was the understudy for? Or do we think she maybe was going to be a female MC? Uh, I would definitely buy tickets to that production. (laughs) Please and thank you. Uh, I was trying to decide if that was what what was going on. (laughs) I live, I'm going to live in that universe. Okay. Yeah. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. So um, even though this is a Tyler Hines, I'm sad to say that his 10 streak is broken. Um, I I gave this a seven and mostly that seven is on Tyler Hines's side because he just looks like a good kisser. Like he just does. I would like to try someday. Whatever. I'm going to see if we can break an 11 if I'm ever cast in a Hallmark movie with him. But it kind of looked both wooden and squishy. And um, and I was I was just even though the atmosphere was really beautiful and it was with all of those lights, I was still kind of angry at the whole ruse and their um. I didn't mention this in the what the fuck, but you you know how some like um you can tell the ADR that's happening when they have to mm-hmm. re-record it, and it was particularly yeah. bad during this scene, so I was really distracted. So the whole thing was a seven for me. How about you, Hannah? Um. Not only did I agree with you on the number, we used almost the same wording as I to can't. why. Oh <laughs> I said, I mean, he just looks like he's such a great kisser. So he's just kind of there like a wooden board. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
said, so I gave it a seven because she just let herself to be kissed. <laughs> you know, sometimes, Hannah, that I just feel like we're magic. <laughs> <sighs> and whether or not anyone listening is actually entertained by us, I don't care because I yeah. enjoy this time with you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Uh, hey so hannah since i made you watch this movie because it's like one of the only tyler hines we've never done would you recommend people watch this movie no no this is this is not a good one to me um if i want to see tyler this is not the movie i'm going for and i do not care for kelly pickler in any of her movies on the hallmark channel at all I did have some loading problems with this movie. So, like, I was a little frustrated and I had to take some breaks. Mm. I also think I drank about a third of a bottle of wine while trying to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't help. No. I think think it made me get through it. Okay. Awesome. I don't like this movie. (laughs) If if I can steal uh, Hallmark Snark's rating system this year for this this is a snooze fest to me i hear that i'm really sad because i remember thinking it was kind of cute the first time i watched it and i think it was only cute because i think that christopher russell and tyler hines are just in a playground together in this movie i i think that they're having fun doing things together um i agree with you about pretty much everything else um the only reason i like this movie is Tyler Hines. And that's it. Like the passport idea is really cute. I mean, Patrick Duffy is adorable. Like I I meant I'm gonna put him in a supporting shout out kind of situation because he's just like a best the best dad. But upon watching it again, it was not good. And let's just all watch other things. (laughs) With Tyler Hines. Yeah. In reading glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. so yay Uh, so thanks for joining us again on this journey everybody Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram Twitter Facebook one kiss means forever one in the four numerals we are live tweeting as much of the homework movies as possible Um, and lifetime when they don't overlap with Hallmark. Sorry, Hallmark is just a better tweeting movies. Yeah. They just are, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. And you, if you cho- so choose, their email address is onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Thanks to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you for more Christmas. Christmas next week. And the week after. And until it's done. Until it's done. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Take that part out. I don't like that. (laughs) This is going great. (laughs)